At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So there's two types of relationships that you can get into, in my opinion. You can get into a polyamorous relationship where you date multiple people, love multiple people, have sex or don't have sex with multiple people, create and cultivate relationships with multiple people that feel intimate, that feel mm -hmm. like more than friendship, and get all those different parts of you fulfilled with multiple people. Or you can settle. You can well, settle for yeah. somebody and round them up to the 100% of what you need out of another person. And, a project, so you're constantly disappointed in them. Well, yeah, and uh, that's how I feel about monogamy. And not, it doesn't, you know, monogamy works for some people. They find somebody that's so close to their hundred percent that they're willing to not date other people. They're willing to deny their, like, you know, attraction to other people sure. to be with that person, and that works for some people. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think, feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, shame on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. And here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 157 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless America. May God bless America. May God bless America. I was with a woman, I tell you, and she was so perfect that I didn't even think about anybody yeah. else on a, on a minute, minute to minute basis. I was so amazed by That's her. That's incredible. I, I, could, I couldn't get enough. But I was also in a relationship and the girl said, well, I'm seeing four, uh, three other yeah. people. So I'm so I'm in an open relationship, and I said, "No, you're not in a relationship, mm -hmm. and that's fine too. Right. But don't define don't define us as a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Until we've defined what a relationship is. Well, yeah, and I think you know? each relationship can be different. So, like, you know, like right, exactly. 
let people know like, Hey, I'm dating other people. And also I want a serious relationship with multiple people, but you have to talk yeah. about that with each person that you're dating. Like you have to create and, that boundary yeah. and those expectations of what you want out of your relationship. And it can yeah. be different for every single person. And that's what I found, find really interesting. But you know what I think? I think we need to practice more making friends Yeah. than we need to search for a partner. Like, I think I realized that trying to make friends is more beneficial to me than actually trying to find a woman to sleep with. Right. And, and they don't know quite how to tell. I just made a friend uh -huh. because she loves metal. Yeah. I just made another friend from, um, she lives in Florida from Sweden. She has two kids. We have nothing in common, but I just started talking sure. to her and I told her, I'm not, I'm not a creep. I like conversation. If you want to talk, I'm here right. to talk. And we well, talk <laughs> and, and it's yeah. cool to have these friends without the pursuing of a relationship before we even mm -hmm. know each other. I'm not determining that I want to have sex with right. somebody that I don't even know, you know, mm -hmm. but that's the demisexual portion of me. It's the right. ties. It's the knowing somebody that makes me, yeah. there's going to be something about everybody. And I'm like, oh, I like that about you right. that I didn't like in somebody yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, and you know, like that's your, your definition of a relationship with somebody, right? Your def definition of mm -hmm. building a relationship is it, it includes like a sexuality in some way. Whereas like a, th yeah. that where you defined your friendship is like, okay, there's no sex involved, you know? There's not a sexual component and to a friendship. I have friendships right. where I have had sex with these people and would continue to have sex oh, with yeah. those people, but I wouldn't define that oh, yeah. as a relationship where I am like, you know, dating them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, it's like occasionally, yeah, like we, you know, have a good time. We're compatible in that way, but we don't want to like meld our lives yeah. in some way that makes it serious. I just, I, I think men have this, maybe not all men, but I think there's this line where like, we're friends, we're friends. There's a chance for sex <laughs> <laughs> and we lose our objectivity mm. and we go for the prize as opposed to knowing mm. that we had it. We have it's a interesting friend. Interesting that you say go for the prize. Uh, like, well, we see it differently. I think men, I think they're trying I to think... get laid simply for the fact of, to know that they can still get laid uh -huh. as a, instead of, instead of finding intimacy uh -huh. for the connection. I, and I think that's a big, I, issue. I, yeah, I find that, uh, to be interesting because I think that, um, men are socialized to believe that sex is a scarce resource. And it's just not, right. it simply is not women love to have sex. We actually can have more orgasms than men during sex for the most part, yeah. but they better, they <laughs> yeah, better. it better happen. Uh, rude. If it doesn't right. like, right. It, I get to go first. Right. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not the, the point is we've men have been trained to get into bed with the woman. Right. And then after that, that's the finish line, not, not pleasing yeah. her, not, continuing yeah. a conversation or building um something together it's just get her into bed get her into bed and, and I, I get to know, get I, off i, I don't know what matters and then i get i get to mark my headboard with one more right. and then i i know that hey i can still get right. laid oh no can i get laid now that it's the next day i better find out instead of going i got like eight great friends and one of them wants to be affectionate yeah. today you know yeah, what i mean exactly like it's the thing is like 
you have to fight against the idea that like sex is scarce and difficult to get right maybe if you're a good person and maybe if uh you're not an asshole after somebody has sex with you then you're gonna get more sex like the reason that you're not getting laid is because you had sex you got awkward and then you stopped texting me you know like maybe it's not it it doesn't have to be that way like and you don't Mm -hmm. have to like have this expectation of a relationship because I found yeah. in my experience that men get more clingy than women do after having sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start getting jealous and possessive and thinking somebody else is going to get it as soon as it walks. And away. maybe they will, but maybe they'll, maybe they will, you know, right. but you don't own it. You don't own it to begin exactly. with. That's you don't own that person's autonomy with their sexuality. Right. Nobody does. Even when you're in a relationship and that's why so many people cheat. It's like they, need Mm -hmm. autonomy Mm -hmm. and it has really nothing to do with you and hurting your feelings and everything to do with like maybe you're smothering that person maybe that's why they're cheating on you or maybe you make them sad or maybe you're not pleasing them in bed because you're a selfish lover and you don't do anything to make sure that your partner gets off like sex is not just a take it's a give and take that's right. But, but it's the lack of communication and all of those scenarios that leads yeah. to it. You know, I, I talked to somebody, I won't name any names, uh, recently who I had a relationship with well, before and, um, like they have a partner and they, we were having just a conversation. We were just talking and, uh, they were like, Oh, I gotta go. You know, my partner is, calling me and i was like oh do they not know that you're talking to me and they were like um no and i was like ew and they were like well it doesn't that make it more exciting i was like absolutely not my my human Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) i'm like uh -uh." hurting hurting somebody else yeah i was like uh yeah that doesn't make me feel comfortable like we're literally just having a conversation as friends like that mm, yeah you're gonna get in trouble for that maybe we maybe it's better if we just don't talk you know I'm down here on level one and you're treating me like a level three while the level five you have doesn't know exactly about. like what the hell, you know, don't, yeah. you don't have to do that. Like maybe if you just talk to your partner and said, Hey, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm just ta- having a conversation yeah. with a friend like, Oh, yeah. and maybe if that your partner makes those boundaries and you don't like it, maybe you're not compatible, you know? That's right. But if your partner comes to you and says something like I'm interested in somebody else, you have to realize mm-hmm. it's not it's not a knock on right. you. It's something they're going through, not something you're going yeah. through. Exactly. And like jealousy is normal. Jealousy is normal. But the, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to understand why you have the feelings of jealousy. So mm. where does the jealousy stem from? Is it because you wanted to do that activity with another person? Is it because you feel hurt that they're spending more time with this other person is it because the relationship energy is different like what is it that makes you jealous it's jealousy is not like the end all be all the reason that you have jealousy is for some other matter it's a secondary emotion to something else Right. I call it like, I call it a roller coaster. Every emotion is a roller coaster and jealousy is the one that you can control the best. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the biggest part, especially like in polyamory is the people like, Oh, are you not jealous? I'm like, nah, I get jealous. 
Right. I just have to work through that and make myself a better person and understand myself better. And some people don't want to do that work. They just go, well, I'm not a jealous person. I'm like, well, that's great. But like, there's going to come a time when you feel that jealousy and it's going to fuck with you. (laughs) Right. I have, I have a hard time with jealousy in, in romance that Mm -hmm. way, but I will, I will pick somebody and say, I'm jealous of that person. Mm -hmm. That way they know I have the ability, but I had a friend and we had a loose relationship, you know, and she found a boyfriend and I was, I was, she's like, why are you so jealous? And I was like, I'm not jealous of what you're doing together. I'm jealous of the time it takes away from us, yeah. you know? And I, and she didn't believe me. And I was like, it's not that go, go have your boyfriend, but I still want to be your friend. Yeah. Like I still, we started out this way and I, it, the downgrade kind of sucks, but then I also got to be there afterwards mm-hmm. to be her friend because I stayed a true friend instead of saying, well, right. I was like, we got to communicate and talk it through. So we both knew where we were coming Absolutely. from. And, and that, that continued a friendship that continues on to this day that could have been lost forever because of misconception. I didn't know my, I didn't understand what I was feeling yeah. until, until I talked it out. It came out like, wah, 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 but it ended up with, I really like you as a friend and I'd like to spend more time doing right. that. You know? It's like ever <laughs> since you started seeing this person, I feel like I haven't been able to spend as much time with you as I would like. And that makes right. me feel jealousy. Not that I want to fuck you, but that right. I want to be your friend, you know? And that, that should feel good. Well, that happens a lot sometimes in like my friendships. I have some friends who like once they get in a relationship, they just don't, they don't come around anymore. They are so involved in yeah. the relationship and pleasing that other person that they forget right. that they have any friends. And I'm like, okay, well, I just know but that the, about that's you. Not for, <laughs> that's not forever. That's a nesting Absolutely. period. Once they, get, once they get comfortable, they start uh-huh. expanding, expanding. Absolutely. Everybody thinks that today is forever and they don't realize that today is just a chance for a conversation mm-hmm. that will last. Exactly. Right? Well, and like everybody goes through this, what in the poly community we call NRE or new relationship energy. Like you get really excited and you want to spend all your time with that person. And it's like a bonding Mm -hmm. thing, right? Like you're, you do it accidentally. Your brain is like, Oh my God, I'm so excited about this person. And like fritzes everything out. And then you ignore all the people around you because you're so focused on this one thing. And you have to remember at the beginning of any like friendship or relationship or partnership that like there's other people that you love around you that you're ignoring because of this and you have to be sensitive to that that's well are you are you nesting so that you can learn about the other person or are you nesting because you don't want them to learn something about anybody else but you (laughs) right right you're like taking up all their time because you want to like secure it you know Right. And that's that. That's a, that's well, and an I think issue. that's, yeah, unhealthy. Like you have to allow them still well, to is. be themselves and have their time. And like when you're feeling sad about not seeing them, just tell them, you know, just say, hey, that just like, tell them. I, I just want to spend a lot of time with you, but it's not your fault. I know you're a busy person, right? Right. Don't accuse them of doing something wrong. Just mm-hmm. let them know that how you're feeling as you're feeling exactly this is my feeling and i own it it's not your responsibility 
that's a great way to bring it up. This is my feeling and I own it. I'd like to discuss it yes. with you. <laughs> I'm not blaming my feeling on you. I'm telling you I'm having a feeling about you. Right. And uh, like yeah. having that kind of like ownership of your your feelings and not making other people responsible for them is a healthy adult thing to do. Because nobody like is responsible that. for your feelings but you. Like recently at work, I had somebody um, say... Ooh. Well, do you not like this person? This person thinks that you don't like them. I was like, that's their feeling and not mine. And I'm not responsible for that. I never said I didn't like them. I just don't know them yet. And I, I am awkward and I'm autistic and I, uh, come off as really like flat and straightforward and like monotone and blunt. Yeah. And so people will take that as like me not liking them, but that's who I am as a person. And it's not my responsibility to manage your feelings about that. You know, I'm like, once you get to know me, I'm like one of the like nicest people you'll ever meet until you cross me. But you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm like, okay, well, no, I, I, that's not my responsibility to like deal with that feeling that they're having. They could talk to me about it. And say, hey, do you have an issue? Did I say something wrong? And I would very easily explain, no, no, not at all. Uh, I'm just the type of person who doesn't come across as like, you know, friendly all the time. (laughs) But is there is there a point in a friendship when you do have some responsibility for somebody else's emotion that isn't yours? Um, I I don't think that it's your responsibility. I think that you you have you never have an obligation to like police other people's feelings or take care of other people's feelings but if somebody comes to you and says that they have a feeling about something that involves you right. then it does become right. your responsibility to help them work through that and explain exactly and explain okay. like hey um you said this thing and it hurt my feelings like Okay, let me let me take ownership right. of that thing and explain what I meant. And then you work right. through it together. But, you know, they they have to work on their own feelings about it because people miscommunicate all the time. And you you of also course. have to work on your communication with each individual person. Yeah. Yeah. If you hold if you hold it in, you have the conversation by yourself mm-hmm. and when you finally spit it out, you're not in the starting position of that conversation. Yeah. But you're you're starting it with somebody that had no idea it existed. Exactly. And that that's a big problem. My friend, I know we loosely talked about it. My friend said I'm starting an OnlyFans. And I was like, Oh. And she was mm-hmm. like, Are you sad? And I was like, Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Why? And I was like, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's totally your right to do yeah. that, and like I, I don't certainly don't want to judge yeah. you, but as your as your friend that knows you, I love your brain, and I hate to see you not be like loved for that. But mm-hmm. I understand why you're doing it. You need validation and money, or you need mm-hmm. things that it provides. And I'm not going to judge you for making yourself happy. But right. Yeah. Initially, I was sad, but thank you for talking to me about it because i didn't want to judge the situation well yeah and under capitalism everybody is a tool Mm. um everybody is a tool you you sell your body to any job for an hourly wage so bringing it back to sex work you know selling your body on OnlyFans, how is that any different from selling your body to 
cut hair or selling your body yeah. to sit at a computer desk all day. You're yeah. literally Macy's doing the now, same right. thing. And we, we've so encompassed this yep. like idea that sex work is bad and selling your, your actual body sexually is bad that we don't realize that under capitalism, everybody is capital. Everybody Every, is yeah, for sale. Yeah, and if you're smart, you use your best assets yeah. to make the most money. Exactly. And I think that might have been part of my point. Like, I know her better than I know other people, and I know she has probably one of my favorite yeah. brains, just the process of mm -hmm. which she, the struggles that she filters yeah. it through, the, the intelligence and the life experience. It's like, oh, I just, I worship you for your brain as a sapiophile, mm -hmm. but I understand what you're doing because <laughs> like maybe that's not your ideal of what you want right now. Well, and, and use it until you lose it for sure. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> well, and also like from an intellectual standpoint, like selling her body by taking pictures or doing something on OnlyFans is actually smarter <laughs> than selling her brain that not everybody's going to appreciate. Very true. So, you know, you should celebrate the fact that she made a very intelligent decision with her brain oh, to use OnlyFans, which is a fantastic platform yeah. to be able to make some pretty easy money on. And that's my point. Like, overcome the capitalist great. system by selling your body for sex. Like, okay, well, you say I'm an object, object I'm going to make myself an object and I'm going to make more money than you. And yeah. like, fuck the system. That's right. What I saw as her best asset might have not been her most marketable asset. Correct. I get that. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And, and judge, judging that just causes me to lose a friend. Exactly. And I, an amazing person that made a decision based on themselves. Mm -hmm. And for the record, I know women that have done worse. I'm friends with not worse, different, yeah. more um, more expansive versions of the umbrella. Right, right. <laughs> You know, and I worship them just as much for the brains that they have. Absolutely. Well, it's nice to be able to have a friend like that. Mm -hmm. It's just the expectations are somebody's going to react this yeah. way. And even if they initially do, there's no coming back from that. But that's not permanent. Mm -hmm. It's an understanding. And, and, and people that care about you will put the thought into right. that. And other people will just stop at the initial judgment. Right. Yep. That's sad. I know. It is sad. <laughs> you're, my, one of my, you're one of my favorite people <laughs> well thank you thanks for no thanks problem. for taking that journey with me um <laughs> <laughs> i get i get real ranty and then i go off on tangents i'm having a tangent type yeah. of week uh oh, so yeah how are, how are you doing you got the covid shot, yeah i right? got my second one uh as of tomorrow i'm um a hundred percent uh free you know in in yeah. to walk outside thanks fauci um <laughs> i am very excited i'm actually gonna fly to the east coast at the end of the month and visit nice. visit some friends they bought me a plane ticket to come out and cut their hair um and Aww. i thought that was the sweetest thing and i get to go fly into boston i've never been to boston i've never been to the east coast wow. i've been to florida so i don't cool. i feel like florida counts as the south so i <laughs> i don't yeah. call that the east coast but um Ew, no so yeah i'm pretty excited to do that and then um it's going to be the first time i've been on an airplane since like 2019 that is so so cool. I'm a little nervous about it, but all shot up. So I'll just 
be extra protected and you know wear masks and wash my hands and do all that sleep on the plane that's so interesting people that got vaccinated are still wearing masks but the people that didn't won't <laughs> i know america is so backwards it that is way. the ultimate group project scenario where some people yeah. are doing all the work and other people are benefiting from it uh, I think some I think some people are shutting down their brains and listening to the wrong voices just because yeah. they don't want to think and other people are overthinking yeah. and doing everything they well, can and I think that's awesome. I think some people are just doing what they want because they they want to say fuck the system I'm better than that and I'm smarter than that and it's like a whole Dunning-Kruger yeah. effect you know and I'm yes. just <laughs> I'm so tired of those people I'm so tired of like you know them not participating in a collective of america you know we talk about yeah. how you know united we stand and all this stuff but here we are just arguing against each other about something that is not politics um because they mm -hmm. are choosing to ignore the facts and that's just depressing i don't well, i don't know if i want to talk about that <laughs> how Politics is the, we, Jeffrey and I yeah. were talking about this, Pol politics is the illusion around the actual fact mm -hmm. of governing. Yeah. And if somebody's not governing, it doesn't really matter what they're saying in the atmosphere. Right. <laughs> if they're not doing the job, that makes the I difference. I think it's, there's so much of this, it's all just being done out of spite. You mm -hmm. know, and I'm so tired yeah. of people doing the like, well, fuck you, because I don't want to I don't want to be seen as a whatever. I'm like, oh my God, just yeah. listen to the people who right. know more than you. Yeah. When I realized I was getting yelled at the exact same way by Trump supporters yep. as Elizabeth Warren supporters, I was like, oh, there's an issue here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like people are so like staunchly set on this like us versus them mentality that they can't see right. beyond their own nose and their own opinions and have a, a mutual discussion about what's going to be best collectively for all of us. That's right. They're at the buffet and they only see the chicken or the yeah. steak. They don't see the salads or the dressings or the condiments or the. Well, and they don't see like the the glaringly obvious truth that like they're pitting at the all the poor people against each other. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, really but... not a like poor people against poor people mentality. It's a like poor people against rich people mentality, and that's like what what yeah. we need to like reframe our brains as is like the people in power, the rich folks. They're the ones yep. that are sitting back laughing, being fully protected and like totally fine and and able to like <laughs> run away whenever they want to Cancun or yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And uh, yeah. they're just laughing at us. And um, I'm they they are. They are. I've watched them yeah. do it. <laughs> and they're and the biggest trick is for rich people to tell poor people that poorer people are the issue. Exactly. That somehow immigrants are stealing your education yeah. and taking your jobs. Mm -hmm. Wait, who's giving the immigrant the job and where do they go after they're educated? Right. You know, and those are the two issues. Yeah. Somebody told me Bill Clinton, he's the reason there's no yeah. jobs here. And, and we're giving all of our welfare and education to yeah. immigrants. And I was like, no, we're a consumer based economy. Yeah. We need new mouths to feed, yeah. to grow. And who was in charge after Bill Clinton? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> Well, and like this whole, so restaurant workers, right? Like uh, a lot of restaurants mm. are currently like posting signs. Well, we're closed because we can't find any workers. It's like, no, you're closed right. because people have 
become like enlightened to the idea that they can't afford to work for you. Right. So you're you, the problem. You're Don't try to pit us against each other. I think we're all starting to That's see right. that the issue is that people are staying on unemployment benefits because they make slightly more than what they would if they're actually working at a shitty little restaurant that treats them like garbage and fires them if they right. call out sick. Like, no, the problem if isn't I'm that you can't find workers. The problem is you can't find workers because you refuse to compensate them fairly. If, if unemployment was meant to be the bare minimum right. and you're paying them less, yeah. then you shouldn't be in business, right? Yeah. You shouldn't have expanded as much as you well, did. Unemployment as fast as you did. was put in place originally to be a bare minimum for a family of four to have one income to pay for everything that you need. That was minimum right. wage. But we've reframed minimum wage in the, you know, the past 20 years to be, oh, well, minimum wage is like, for people who who don't deserve to make more money like or something i you know yeah. or high yeah, school it's for kids. high schoolers like, it's for people just starting out okay but then if right. it's if a minimum wage job is just for high schoolers why are you shopping there outside of high school hours you know, like right. why are you you going there when high schoolers at school if a minimum yeah, wage job the, is that then why are you insisting that you go eat at starbucks during the middle of the day or why are you insisting that you go to McDonald's during the middle of the day? These are places that mm -hmm. pay people minimum wage. Right. Or sometimes they pay better. Sometimes. Actually. But some maybe some people don't want to devote all of their time and effort into their job and instead want to time and effort into their family. Yeah. And so I don't want a stockbroker job when I can, when I can have a McDonald's job. And actually, if I could get a living wage, spend time growing my family and educating my absolutely, kids. You know? Absolutely. You know, that's part of what I love about my job is like, when you, it, it, it's kind of a misnomer to say I can pick my own hours. I pick the hours that people mm -hmm. are going to show up, right. but I can take time off when I need, but I don't get paid time off. You know, people are like, oh, well, it's right. so easy for you. I'm like, it's not because if I want to go on vacation, I have to save for a year and that, that right. money doesn't go towards my vacation. That money goes towards me being able to pay my bills. So I have to save doubly right. to be able to do anything fun when I'm on my vacation. So like, right. no, I don't get to choose, you know, when I work, but like, I do get to choose that in that I get to spend more time with my family and work the hours that I want to work, you know? So yeah. there's a trade-off there, right? But if it was required, like in a lot of other countries, that everybody get a specific amount of paid time off, that would yeah. make my life so much easier because then I would be able everybody. to save money to do fun things on my vacation. Yeah. I saved up a year to go to Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas and was scared to spend $5 right? because that meant I had $5 left to spend. Exactly. And I, I actually came home with like $100 less than the $500 I brought in Las Vegas because yeah. <laughs> I was too scared to spend money on anything. You want to go see that show? How much is it? 200 That would only leave me with 300 I don't know. I don't want right? to. And what kind of vacation is that? I'd rather stay home and spend 200 on drugs. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I wonder why we're like, so uh, like highly medicated yeah. and depressed and anxious, you yeah. know, because drugs are a better vacation for poor. People. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It's incredibly expensive to be poor. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. 80% of my income goes to housing and, and bills. Yeah. 
And so like, they wonder why we're trying to figure out ways to not go to work. Well, what, what else would we do? Like, what else are we going to do? You know, in my, in my case, we're starting only fans because it's they won't let they won't let me go to work in my case you yeah know? Like, if you're on disability you're on disability you, you if you make money you lose right. it well i, I can't depend on that job you yeah know? that's <laughs> fucked up like if you make any more money like there's a set amount of money that you yeah. can make and if you make more than right. that then you lose your disability which is how you pay your mm-hmm. bills like so yeah, they want to keep you poor on, and it's that's all punishment. based on a tax structure I can't possibly understand yeah. the tax structure. If I make $2,000, but you take 500 in taxes, does that mean I made 1500, which is under, or does it mean I made 2000, which is exactly. over? And trying to stay within that and not have any control of the deductions and the office and the regulations that go into that. I don't know. You could change it in a minute and then I'd be screwed. Yeah. And so you keep me in poverty because I can't attain anything else. Right. You can't have more than $2,000 in your bank account to have Medicare. You'll lose your Medicare if you yeah. have it. People, if you get married, you lose your certain deductions. You lose your Medicare. Right. So people aren't doing that. And it's the stuff that's just, it blows yeah. my mind. And that's why I advocate for disability rights. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm terrified of that. You know, I, I got a degree and I spent 40 grand that mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to get a degree just in case something happened where I couldn't cut hair anymore. And right. And like, I did it out of like fear because I have a disability as well. And I was like, well, what if something happens and I, I have to like, I can't stand anymore. Or what if something happens right. and I can't use my hands anymore? Cause I get nerve issues yeah. all the time. And so I spent right. more money to do that, but like, I wanted to be able to like, okay, well maybe if I get a job in this, like I could just do speaking arrangements or something like that, like, and make right. money based off of that. But like, you shouldn't have to be punished for having a disability. You can't help it. Like, it's not like I asked right. for this, you know? And there is going to come a point when I can't work. Yeah. I wish if, if they said, you know, 80% of your income needs to go into uh, a, a, a 401k or an annuity or an investment, mm-hmm. then for your future, yeah. that would be fine. But let me, let me make it for my future you're you're saying i can't even have a safety net of my own that you'll be my safety net and then you go and you cut my safety net every year i think there is some sort of special savings account i don't know if it's just in washington but like there's some sort of savings account that you can have when you're on disability that allows you to make more money um i heard about it recently um i i haven't looked more into it but um because I, I'm gonna yeah, but there's some special thing that you can get that like you automatically put ex- your extra money into, and I think there's a cap on how much right. you can have, but it allows you to have a safety net for uh, the extra money without having to spend all of it. Does that make sense? Like, so you don't have to spend all the money in your yeah. bank account because whatever's right. left over you can put into the special savings account. Um, and I don't know exactly what you that. have to use it for, but there are some pr- new programs out there like that. Um, I'll have to look it up. It's in, uh, I think, my, a couple of my um, like EDS forums on uh, okay. on 
Facebook, but um, I will get that information to you and see what that looks like. Thank you for listening to Public Access America. That was Devi. We're going to have Jeffrey come back, but I wanted to take the time in between to let you know that Public Access America is a podcast with over 500 episodes from moments in history to great conversations, but we're also a network devoted to long-form conversation to bring about empathy and understanding, and that is an inspiration beyond disabilities adam has a beard the unsigned countdown and right here at public access america so go ahead and check us out on apple podcast spotify tune in radio google play player fm iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music overcast podcast addict the stitcher smart radio app and anywhere else you find your podcast thank you every time you do it adds hundreds of listens from that app so keep doing that keep discovering us everywhere else thank you victor reader by the way for being another app that has been discovered by us i feel like columbus hey don't forget if you want to be a part of these discussions all you have to do on sunday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific is go ahead and check out public access america on youtube where we live stream these discussions you can even chat away with the chat feature and share your opinion as well either way go check out our past episodes because there's some amazing stuff from women's marches to civil rights to even just some great like World War II propaganda. It's just an amazing thing. We have a lot of speeches and other great content you need to hear. So thank you. We're going to get back to the show right now. I cannot believe this is what I do. I'm so excited. Thank you for being a part of it. And that is why when it comes to a very hot topic that I know nothing about, hand it off to somebody who does know something about it. Because, let's face it, I did not have that kind of information to give. (laughs) I'm coming, Jeffrey! Oh, I I know you are. I know you are. Hey, when you get when you get all that good information, you're, everybody's coming. I mean, I feel like we, you and I, like drove forward in a conversation, and then Debbie got on, and we kind of backtracked our way through that same conversation. <laughs> right, but you know, but that's that's just one of those things. Like, there, there's literally only so much that I can speak oh, towards yeah, yeah. until until I find myself in a position where i'm either a not going to have the best information or b i'm totally going to fuck something up and and get it wrong in which case i totally wait for for the head to tilt sideways to be like (laughs) "Mm -hmm. are you gonna say it come on let's hear you say it and And that's when i know i'm like "Mm, we're gonna we're gonna stop right there and i'm gonna shut up before i do something really dumb we're not really scripted so i mean those events aren't planned i couldn't tell devi you know tomorrow at 11 or 9 28 a.m we're gonna be so yeah yeah, it's not it's not like we had this idea that oh yeah, no, we're totally going to get on we're totally going to get on the topic of sex work right. and then surprise, <laughs> Debbie's going to show up and it's going <laughs> to That came out of you know, that came out of nowhere right. and went somewhere. And she's always they're always welcome to come on the show, Devi. But Absolutely. I also know that like she's stretched really thin as everybody is these days. And so I I told her that I would not pressure her to come on and I would appreciate the time they gave me 
Absolutely. And and that's just it is, is that, you know, uh, you're a lucky guy think, to be in I that think, household though. I, 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 no, I am. I truly am lucky to have a partner with the wealth of knowledge that they do. Mm-hmm. And, and thus it also explains a lot of why I'm attracted to them right. is, is that the, they're there, they have so much knowledge that I simply don't possess. Yeah. And I love the fact that I'm able to learn and have an intelligent and conversation with someone who in fact knows more about uh, a lot of things and can either educate me or guide me towards resources. Those are the the partners I pick all the time or the partners that can give me a verbal beat down and put me in my place when it needs to be. And that gives me the ability to be ignorant and honestly ignorant because ignorant is just not knowing stupidity is knowing that you should know and choosing not to. So I love being ignorant once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's always, it's always magical, especially when Debbie gets a topic that, that they know something about. And then it's just like, um, I'm, I suppose this is where I shut up because you're about to get really passionate about this. And I kind of like to hear that. That's my favorite. Why would I talk to an analyst about sex work when I could talk to somebody that knows it? I'm not going to ask her about like the, uh, the normal natural curve of statistics. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, nice. you, you talk to me about the math, you talk to Debbie about the the science and, and you know, like I said, I know the business yeah. structures and, and, and the corporate stuff very well, mm. but when it comes to the actual, when it comes to that side of things, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, and admittedly so, that's, it's not my area of expertise and that's perfectly fine, but it goes to that whole topic that we were talking about is, is that you have to let people who know something about the topic mm-hmm. speak out and be willing to listen Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you just get a couple of dudes sitting there going, Oh, so this is what sex work is. Right. And, and no, and they, yeah, that's no, right. No, then no. then you're Jim Jordan, a white guy yelling at Val Demings, a black guy about police reform, <laughs> yeah, it, never being a police yeah. officer. <laughs> no, seriously. That is, that's probably the best analogy is that you end up being Jim Jordan yelling at, Val Demings, a black woman yeah. with 25 years of, yeah. of police experience about what policing is. Right. <laughs> but as you were leaving, like I said, how come I'm the idiot that has to sit here and go have the conversation? Like I'm always the ignorant one bringing up sometimes like I just throw different perspectives out there. And sometimes it's like, I take a, I take a reach in logic and then backfill with reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and that's, you know, and that's just it. And, and Debbie hit on so many, so many great points. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm just going to let that conversation stand as it is because yeah. that has, that has the information that, you know, I would hope to see and hope yeah. to hear. And it, absolutely brilliant. It's just amazing to me that like, we can have those conversations and she's not mad at me because I was too stuck in an ignorance or a perspective. Like, no, I only see it this way and therefore it has to be wrong. I came to conclusions just in the conversation with her about things that I had been thinking about that I couldn't come to conclusions on my own about, you know? So thank you to Debbie and she doesn't hate me because I'm a man. You know? <laughs> so right. I appreciate that. But you know, Debbie has a, has an appreciation for anybody willing to learn. Yeah. That's me. You know, that's, that's, that's the nice thing. As you can tell, I'm going through her and they, (laughs) like, no, it's it's trying to process my brain to certain things, you know? No, I mean, any getting, 
getting someone's pronouns right is always a challenge. That's that's just it. It's it's that it's that you have to be willing to work on it as much as as possible yeah. to try and get it right. And yeah. and you know, Debbie will be able to talk more about about that uh, once again because yeah. I'm not that wealth of knowledge. Oh no, we don't we don't have to go there today. But I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but definitely but definitely yeah. worthwhile. And and I, and I know that we have. Uh, a, a larger group of friends that you know would be able to better inform all of right. us on that and why why that's a, the thing but but it goes it goes back to the whole you know like just be kind to people yeah like, and share regardless share honestly like what what Debbie teaches me i taught Brittany in um inspirations beyond disabilities because she was like if if somebody has her her on her, you know, her pronouns on her page, does that mean she's transgender automatically? And I was like, no, everybody could do it. And she was like, well, I'm a she, her, you know, hers. And I was like, you are, but you could also be a they, theirs. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't exclude you from using those terms as well, you know? And we yeah. were talking to Daisy, who just started um, a group for queer, disabled people looking for better days better future and she's gender fluid and she doesn't care you could call her a he or a her or a they because the truth is it's about how they're feeling in that moment you know what i mean and you can't right. you can't predict that honestly debbie might be feeling more masculine one day and i call her a she and it's irritating or i call her a he by mistake and you know so yeah i'm we need to appreciate the fact that we don't all know everything all the time. We're all not so woke ass that we can never make a mistake. Right. And, and, and that's also the funny thing about language uh -huh. is, is that when you look at language, for example, uh, in German, you know, you have masculine, masculine, feminine, and neutral. Yeah. The formal way that you address people is actually um, a neutral. It should be right. And, and so like, if you want to formally address someone, it's, you know, the Z is, for example, is, is like Z, uh, is the formal way right. um, of addressing someone. The, like the singular Latino is a man. The singular Latina is a woman, but Latinos speaks for the whole group. That's, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get Debbie on and we'll get Debbie on and have them talk about that. But yeah, I mean, in, I mean, like in, in the formal language in German though, uh, you would say Z mm -hmm. uh, in order to talk about anybody yeah. and it's, it's neutral. Right. It's, it's inherently neutral. And just so. for all full disclosure, I call you, he, I call Debbie, she, you're both they's and I've never looked in either one of your pants. So I have no proof of anything. It's just what, it's just the stereotypical, what I see, you know what I mean? You have a beard, right. you have a beard, Debbie has long hair. So that's what I do. But I know men with long hair and I tend to call them she too. So I have, <laughs> I used to have long yeah. hair and I miss having long hair. Me too. Damn genetics, damn genetics, taking away my hair. Line. I did love my long hair but it was just so dry and anything. So, you know, I was having this discussion with a libertarian and he was drinking and mm. I was trying to irritate him. Like, and <laughs> you know, he, he was like, well, I want smaller government. And I was like, who are you going to leave out? And he's like, what? And he's like, well, what do you want government to be? And I was like, everybody. And he's like, what? 
And I was like, I want everybody to work for the government. And I was taking that leap, right? That leap of logic and backfilling with reason because I was arguing with a drunk libertarian and it was easy to do. But well, you know, <laughs> then I go on Twitter and I see Ilhan Omar and I love Ilhan Omar. Don't get me wrong. But she said, you know, we need we need Medicare for all, which I thought was ridiculous. But one of the things she said in that besides housing for all, which is so vague, it irritated me was, let me see if I can, this government jobs program, <laughs> guaranteed jobs. Where did it go? Damn it. I had it. It's such weird language, but basically they think that the government should be creating here, federal jobs guarantee program. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that my rhetoric, my rhetoric was being like overheard and turned into policies <laughs> and it shouldn't, it yeah. shouldn't because I was drunk, please government don't try and give jobs to everybody. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's one of those things. Like when you look at the history of some of uh, like, for example, like our great infrastructure mm -hmm. boosts, you know, during and post world war two, you know, you had this massive, uh, like during the great depression, right. world war two and post world war two, you had this great boost because the feds hired a lot of people to build a lot of infrastructure. Yeah. It's how, it's how you end up getting the modern electrical grid. Yeah. It's how you end up getting the modern interstate system. Um, it's, it's how you get modern telecommunications sure. systems. The government invested in a lot of, a lot of manpower to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course later got deemed unconstitutional. So then you go, then we go back to this whole, everything being, you know, you know, things being funded by the government, but built by the lowest. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, I can see why people like having government involvement but they are held, they're held to this idea of what it looked like when Roosevelt did it. Right. And that's just not how it works anymore. Um, it's not to say that that's not how it couldn't work. Right. Right. Um, but the reality, the reality of the current situation, the reality of the current court rulings is, is that there's no way that, that the feds are going to be able to hire a road crew, for example, right. and, and have their own road crew. Like, like they did, like they, like they did once. I don't think we ago. want them to, I think they're too far removed. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think they're too far removed. I think states know better where their pain points are in terms of infrastructure mm. like roads but i also see too that there are there are states out there that have created pain points that need to be addressed like for example washington recently uh i believe they finally removed the restriction that only like telecom companies could provide internet service so oh, wow. now you could actually have public utility internet service okay. so and, and of course, there's a bunch of people saying, oh, well, you know, that's going to go poorly. And then people keep pointing to like this area of Tennessee that has consistently good, consistently fast internet service. That's a public utility. Right. You know, at one point in time, absolutely. I saw the internet as, you know, just uh, something that, you know, you paid to have access for right. And it was kind of a luxury. You know, there wasn't the internet as we know it now didn't exist when we were listening to the fucking dial-up tones sure. and hoping that we could chat on MSN Messenger and 
have someone ask us weird questions at 17 while all the way across the state of Montana. <laughs> and now, I love now you. That's what Snapchat's <laughs> for. No, yeah, now that's but but now you know there's been a there's been a strategic move by some people uh, by some groups to look at internet as a utility. Which, well, I, and and I think that absolutely should be the case. I think that you know we've moved past the point of the internet just being this of this luxury item to a necessity no different than electricity no different than plumbing sewer water trash well we we as a we as a people are are we are bound by the internet in ways that you know we never thought about 20 30 years ago when my for when example, my utility says that i have to go online to pay my bill it's no longer a luxury it's a mandatory necessity that i shouldn't be paying for when i can only when absolutely. i can only access social security via the internet or a phone call then you fail to have any grounds to charge me for it it should be free because now you're making me use it for for or access. or if my kids have to have internet access in order to be able to go right. to school or to or in order to be able to do their homework right. or you know or i have to have the internet access in order to be able to work you know a job right it's gone beyond being the luxury item that it once was that we used to dick around mm -hmm. on and, and send messages and post pictures and okay, you know, occasionally look up the news and, and poor audio quality, yeah. poor video quality things. It's, there is absolutely an entertainment side to the internet, but there is a mandatory side of the internet that we have to address now. And I think that if you want, if you want the true spirit of cooperation, uh, and competition, then you have to look at the you have to look at the internet as a public utility, yeah. and and if you want to compete for that business, you know if let's say you know Washington sets up its own public utility internet service, now Comcast and CenturyLink and Frontier they're also out here. Now they all have to figure out how they're going to provide a service that is better. And either as cost effective, mm -hmm. or they're going to have to have some sort of special bonus that makes buying internet service from them worth it. Whereas right now that competition doesn't exist. It's like you have to go with Comcast. If you, if you want fast internet sure. service, you have to go with CenturyLink. If you want cheap internet service, you, you can go with frontier if they happen to provide if service. The, if they're allowed to provide it. Right. Cause we had frontier, uh, when we lived up in North Seattle and it was awesome internet service, mm. but then we moved and we could only get Comcast and that sucked yeah. and, and frontier, they could only provide like, Oh, I mean, it was, it was like a 10th of what we were getting and it, that wasn't worth it. Yeah. So we had to switch and Comcast is just kind of what we've been stuck with. CenturyLink is always a disaster. Yep. And and the only other competition that was out there was effectively barred from being competitive. Right. So now what you have is, you know, Thurston, you know, Thurston County here where I'm at, they're going to, you know, if they decide to have their own countywide, if, if the state of Washington decides to do their own public utility internet, you know, what, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to create a robust infrastructure that is going to be able to meet the people's needs 
and compete with Comcasts. They're going to have to have that level of infrastructure built in order to make it worthwhile. Or Comcast is going to have to significantly invest in their infrastructure to outcompete the public utility ideal. The end result being that ultimately, I think the internet needs to be treated like a public utility anymore. And that it, there is there is no longer this you don't need to access the internet mm. because that is not true in the slightest yeah i could still walk into my bank to go do some banking right. things but the idea that i can go to comcast and go pay my bill is absolutely ludicrous at best right. because guess what if i go to comcast they're going to put me on a machine that has the internet in order to pay my bill and if I have to do that for every little thing that I do, what time does that leave me to actually do the things that I need to mm -hmm. do? When it comes to schooling, if my kids have to have the internet in order to do their homework, like the function of schooling has changed in such that, you know, teachers are relying on the internet more and more right. to boost their curriculum. And I think that's fantastic because, you know, there is such a wealth of knowledge out there that, you know, kids should be able to access and have access to. The fact of the matter is, is that the internet has so many things involved in it now that we can use it. You know, my kids use it all the time to learn new things. Yep. I mean, they can pick it up at the drop of the hat. I use it all the time to fix things. So that way, you know, I don't have to go out and hire, you know, a contractor or take my car to the mm -hmm. shop. You know, I can turn a wrench. I just need to know what I need to yeah. turn. Which one? Yeah. Which bolt to turn? I, I, I think know. it's, I don't like it's a, they say about driving driver's licenses, a driver's license is a privilege, not a right. But I think the internet is a right, not a privilege anymore. I, I, I would almost agree with that. Nice. And I say almost, I would say almost simply because that means that you can take it from somewhere. Yeah. And and that just currently doesn't exist, right, unfortunately. Right. And and uh, because you know, there's no there's no steady way for you to go and obtain this. <laughs> like you're not going to just show up to Comcast and be like, "Give me your internet," and that's going to. You work. can't go out into a field and mine internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 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 no protections in place. Uh, for you to be able to secure your internet access right. like there is with water uh, for example you know there's always that you know what if my water gets shut off well you know in different places uh, like for example in Arizona they have laws on the books that you can't shut off someone's power during certain times right. um, but that doesn't stop like in it, Chicago you can't perfectly. you can't shut off somebody's gas in the winter Right. Yeah. There are certain, you know, there are certain things that you, you can and can't do. And, you know, it's really, that's where it gets rough. Uh -huh. The internet is, is far greater of a necessity than it ever was, you know, when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. You know, the, I, I remember, I remember how uh, nervous and scared my mom was to even check her bank account on the internet. Right. When that was a thing you could finally do. Yeah, my, my, 
now 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 it's like literally you know you just pull it up on your phone and be like oh cool i'm not entirely broke today sweet i am gonna buy that thing my my mom actually struggled with that at the same time as the microwave (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to check my bank account and don't dare use that big box that somebody gave us to cook your bacon you know (laughs) right you know we need the internet for a variety Mm -hmm. of reasons some you know absolutely there's a lot of it that gets used for luxury yeah. there's no question about sure that. but there is even more of it that gets used for legitimate business or schooling purposes mm-hmm. that that access just cannot be taken away right. you know if it like if if something were to happen and my internet were to be cut off today i wouldn't be able to work nope. My kids wouldn't be able to go to school. Nope. You couldn't pay your bills. You'd be feral by the end of the couldn't, week. Uh, uh, oh, it, I would have to literally go places to pay my bills, which if, if a lot of places here, you can't even you do, can't that do that. You can't do that. No. Or, or I'd have to go to my bank and I'd have to work with them to get all of these bill pay issues. Set yeah. <laughs> my loans, my student loans need the internet because i can't i legitimately can't do anything right uh you know unless i either call them but most of the time i'm you know, when they're available for me to talk to i'm working <laughs> so it makes it easier it makes it, it, it it's a lot more inter- instantaneous and even in their training they're directed to send people to the internet mm-hmm. first to go solve their own issues Hell yeah Unless there's some massive problem that they cannot do or handle without talking to somebody. Right. Medicare just sent me an email. Do you want to go paperless? And I was like, I've always wanted to go paperless. Thank you. It's about time. Like, welcome to the 20th century. (laughs) Right. Seriously. You know, there's, it's, it's, there's a, there is a convenience to Mm -hmm. it, but anymore, you know, I go to the mail because I get junk mail. I, sometimes I get a package sometimes and very rarely do I ever get anything important. Right. And then of course, then there's, you know, my personal favorite is the letter from the IRS that shows up, hmm. which I, I do not like getting mail from the IRS. I've only got, I've gotten mail from the IRS three times. One of them was for like a, like an $1,100 bill when we didn't even have a hundred bucks to work. Right. And then the other two was Trump's propaganda letter about the, the fucking economic stimulus. And now Biden's propaganda letter about the ep- economic stimulus. Mm. It's like, it's like, okay, IRS, can, can we please come up with a different system where like, if you're mailing me, I know, I need to know that it's either I'm getting a refund, hooray, or yeah. I'm going to have to pay you money and I need to fight right. you. And then all these other propaganda bullshit letters, can they come from somewhere else? Because there's there, unless you are like the mega rich, nobody is looking forward to a letter from the fucking IRS. Right. Their first thought is always, oh, great. How much am I getting fucked for now? Yep. Who fucked up my tax return? How screwed am I? Where am I going to come up with the money to? It's it's nobody ever gets a letter from the IRS and they're like, oh, thank God the IRS is email, you know, sending me a letter. Yeah. It's got to be my lucky day. Unless, you know, it, no, it's but, not. It never, it never is. I don't know. Imagine getting a letter from the IRS and having it sit on your counter for over a year because you can't tell it's from the IRS. You know? <laughs> like social security, they call me, they call me. 
I'm not answering it. Like my phone automatically silences phone calls that I don't know. So you send me a letter. Well, guess what? I can't read the mail. So what do you want? What do you want? Why can't you email me? <laughs> you know, why can't you text me? Like everybody else, Pizza Hut can text me, but you can't. You're the I you're the Social Security Administration. You can do whatever you want. You have my email. You asked for it when I signed up, but you refused to send me anything of any importance through it. Right. You know, and, and that's, you know, it, it's just absolutely funny because even when I worked in the court system in Arizona, like there were judges that legitimately would not take anything that came through the facts. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I was trying to figure out who in the fuck still used facts right. when email is a perfectly acceptable, acceptable option with much better quality. But some places you could, you know, they only, they only accepted things by mail or by fax. So if you needed to get something there now, mm. fax was your only option. And then there were fewer places that even accepted fax. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like you literally have a courts.az.gov, you know, uh, mm. uh, web, you know, email address. <clears throat> It's literally a, a document that is being copied to, you know, one attorney and another attorney that's being filed. I don't understand what the problem is here, but okay, sure. You know, and then some courts, you know, have set up their official channels where it's like, hey, if you're going to file something, it has to be done in our official channel. Okay, that's fine. I can accept that because, you know, then it's like it hit your system. Right. It's so, a fun, it's a fun point it. and that's always acceptable, but I, I get it. <laughs> a lot of government is just using antiquated technology. It just really is. And I don't they day late and a dollar. Yeah, short. I mean they're they're taking so much of our money and not investing it in in governmental infrastructure. And that's an issue. That's the issue with the Medicare system. But Jeffrey, oh, we're running out of time. So yeah. I'm just gonna ask you, how'd you feel about the Born Identity series? You know, I loved the first movie a lot yeah. second movie was all right yeah. third movie was good. was it it was it was it was it was it was like all the right born, I mean, the born was, legacy was, was he in it <laughs> born so there's yeah so what was it born identity, identity uh supremacy, supremacy ultimatum legacy i thought it was i thought it was uh ultimatum and then legacy uh, was the fourth one that they did with someone 2002 else. 2004 2007 so i and those are the three i don't know i don't know what goes in. Yeah, there might be yeah, something i in think it's there. identity supremacy ultimatum and then there was one that came later and i think that one was called legacy. yeah it's like the tokyo drift of the series i don't know if Jason yeah Bourne it was, was in it, it was, at all so i missed the third one i, don't I missed so. the third one then so so it was all right i mean it's you know action yeah. you know it's you you uh, i would say you're not looking for you're not looking for cinematic art you're just looking for a movie that has a lot of guns and ass kicking and explosions right and if that's what you want then it's fantastic because i love some of those movies it's like i didn't watch the expendables because i knew that it was going to be this great cinematic masterpiece i want to watch a bunch <laughs> of old action stars just blow shit up and shoot guns and oh. fuck it it delivers on that alone yeah some greats in there right oh man oh yeah you got 
you got a lot of the old greats, you know, mm-hmm. it's he, like I said, you're not looking for a cinematic masterpiece. You just want to see guns and explosions yeah. and, you know, old, old guys with muscles doing epic handshakes. That's you're not after anything fantastic. Yeah, that's true. I never watched it's, anything with um, Sylvester Stallone in it for its um, cinematic relevance. Right. as i was saying that there was a movie what he was in and that it actually was pretty cinematic and he was a sheriff in it it was pretty good (laughs) and i can't i can't Mm. remember the name of it but it had like 30 of the most awesome actors in it you know so i think yeah i remember i i I don't remember the name of the movie but i know what you're talking about yeah there you go so but still sylvester stallone you don't watch him for his acting prowess thanks for being here jeffrey what a day of course for a day that i felt what an adventure i still feel totally unprepared for today but we got some good stuff in there (laughs) look nobody is ever prepared for debbie to do a a total knowledge drop on right but you're gonna get that knowledge and you're gonna appreciate it (laughs) at least with debbie i can plead ignorance and she can teach me and i don't have to like feign knowledge in the subject i can just be like throw my mercy throw myself on the mercy of debbie's you know Yep. person um education love, love yeah. you jeffrey <laughs> love you too. Bye. thank you for listening to public access america you can find us as always on apple Podcasts, spotify the google play google play player fm tune in radio the stitcher smart radio app and thank you to overcast and pocketcast for being our apps of the month to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and unyielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take it and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Potable. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.